from Palma de Mallorca to the global super yacht community. Super Yacht Radio. Well, hello everybody. My name is Jenny Matthews, and like we said, I'm a chief officer and the founder of She of the Sea. And as you probably guessed from your programs, I'm here today to talk about women in yachting and the challenges faced. But not just for women, for our industry as a whole. This conversation is one of hope and opportunity. It's not about who does it better, but how we, as an industry, can be better together. So at 18, a chance conversation with my next-door neighbour, who was a yacht captain, changed my life forever. We spoke about the industry, and he shared that if I wanted to, I could become a captain. So, much to my parents' surprise, I packed my bags, completed a three-month super yacht course, and headed straight to France. Now, when I arrived in Antibes, crew agent after crew agent shared about this tough journey ahead for me, how I shouldn't put down that I was looking for a deck position, instead, try to secure a stewardess role. Nobody was interested in hiring female deckhands. Well, this was the way that it turned out for me, and I ended up taking a position as a stewardess on a large classic schooner under the command of, and I'm not kidding, Captain Fortune. <laughs> now, he took me under his big Dutch wing, and after completing my interior duties, he and the boys literally taught me the ropes. It became quickly clear to everyone that I was far better suited to trimming the sails than serving the cocktails. Now, at age 20, I secured my first official deckhand position, and fast forward to 2018, I proudly stepped out of the Belfast MCA office, complete with suit, stilettos, and chief mate 3000 pass certificate. Now, I was met with warm congratulations from all of my peers, but this was often followed up by a fairly startling statistic. Congratulations, did you know there's fewer than 10 women with this certificate? It literally stopped me in my tracks. I could not believe that that could actually be possible. But then I stopped and I thought, in nearly eight years working on deck, I had never worked with another woman in either deck or engineering departments. I had heard of this mysterious female captain, but I'd never actually seen her. And of all the training modules I'd completed, I'd only ever had one other woman in my class. Now, at the time, I was home in New Zealand, and the entire nation was practically cheering in the streets, celebrating our new Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern. Loved and respected for her powerful, yet compassionate leadership, and I couldn't help but think, if a woman could run my country, surely there should be a few more of us captaining super yachts. So I reached out to Facebook, and I asked a simple question. Who else was out there? Now, the response was incredible. Women from all over the world were raising their hands, and She of the Sea was born. Now, if we fast forward nearly two years, the platform is gaining powerful industry-wide momentum. We have nearly 300 members, and what's actually really interesting is that our analytics show of all the people visiting our website, 41% are male. We can see that the men in our industry are championing the women in their lives, the ones working next to them, their partners, their sisters, and their daughters. 
it is crystal clear that our industry is now ready to have this exciting and important conversation about gender diversity. Okay, so we're going to start by doing the first thing that any good navigational officer does when making a plan. We're going to plot our position and find out where we currently are. Now, everyone in this room will know that our industry prides itself on privacy, so finding statistics on anything, let alone gender diversity, is somewhat challenging. But what we have found out from the MCA is that since 2006, there have been 1,000 210 yacht-specific masters and officers qualified. <coughs> so how many of those do you think were women? So this is our first poll. How many of the 1,210 yacht-specific masters and officers qualified by the MCA have been women? 110, 80, 60, or 10? All right, I'm going to leave that there. The answer is 60. That's it in 14 years. Now, whether you were expecting that answer or not, it is glaringly obvious that we have quite the gender imbalance within these leadership roles. So it's in the data, it's just a fact. So I suppose the real question that we're here today to ask is, does it actually matter? And if it does, what can we do about it? Well, if we look at what almost every other major industry in the world is doing, yes, it does matter, and things are already being done about it. Businesses around the world are reshaping their cultures and their policies to embrace this untapped pool of female talent. Studies have shown that Fortune 500 companies that have multiple female board members have significantly outperform those without. Now, this is up to 66% when we look at return on invested capital. Goldman and Sachs has just released that they will no longer even take a company public unless it has at least one diverse board member. And many of us here today will be aware of the recent collaboration between the IMO and Worcester as the shipping industry prepares to take a deep dive into their diversity. Shipping and aviation are actually fantastic examples of industries that are somewhat comparable to ours. Both have highly publicised campaigns and have set very clear targets to address their gender imbalance. Now, these campaigns are somewhat driven by a lack of, person, of qualified personnel. But does this really apply to yachting? Well, it only takes a moment to walk around the streets of Antibes, literally any day of the year, and you will see that there is no shortage of crew looking for work. But speak to any captain, crew agent, or management company, and the question is always the same. We heard it on the panel here today. Where have all the good crew gone? We do not face a crew shortage. We face a competency, talent, and passion shortage. We face the kind of shortage that to an industry that prides itself on being cutting edge and high performance is potentially very serious. Especially when we take into account the predicted growth and demand for crew as vessels are not only increasing in size and number, but we are now competing with the luxury cruise industry for the best captains and officers. 
The level of professionalism required from both the shore and the crew is unparalleled. We are trusted with the lives and the assets of some of the world's wealthiest and most influential people. If we fail to engage 50% of the potential pool of talent to fill these roles, we do a disservice to ourselves and perhaps more importantly to the owners and to the industry as a whole. Okay, so now we've got pretty clear economic proof that it's actually within our best interest to create this diverse industry. We're left with one final question. What do we do about it? Well, we have identified three key contributing factors. Number one, the start line. So unfortunately, not a lot has changed since my story 10 years ago. And after speaking with crew and crew agents, we know that female crew looking to work in the deck and engineering departments are still being met with the same advice. It's going to be harder for you. Are you sure you want to do this? And you should consider a stewardess position. Now, granted, this advice is often coming from a good place and may even be perceived is telling the truth, but the fact is, securing your first role in our industry is extremely competitive regardless of gender. But what's more important is that the opinions that we form at the start of our journey from the advice of others has an incredible impact on the rest of the journey. Self-doubt is an easy seed to sow. And after walking out of her fifth meeting with a crew agent, even the most confident, determined, and skilled young woman will ask herself, am I good enough? And should I even start this race? We need to ask ourselves, what impact do our words have? And do the men walk out of those same meetings asking themselves the same questions? Number two, opportunity. Now, people often ask me about the gender pay gap in yachting. Now, on the vessels, this is not so much of an issue. It's widely accepted that each role gets paid roughly the same considering size of the vessel, experience, charter, private, rotation. What we have is much more serious. We have an opportunity gap, the chance to even have a job in the first place. It is clear that we still have this outdated but very deep-seated stigma attached to a woman's ability to perform in these roles in the deck and engineering departments. This is so much so that we even had one very experienced female captain share with us how she had lost her job when the vessel changed hands with the new owner stating, well, I don't trust my wife to drive my car. How could I possibly trust a woman to drive my boat? So we are not for one moment suggesting that women should be hired simply because they're women. That is not what we want, nor is it the point. But what we do want is for those with the relevant experience, qualifications, and skills to be given the opportunities they deserve and not passed over simply because they're women. Our industry will benefit when we can measure our candidates based on skill rather than gender. And finally, unconscious bias. So the story that we tell ourselves, the owners and the next generation is largely built up through visual and verbal representation. 
And when we look at our yachting media, we can still see that we are largely still playing the classic champagne-holding woman and male at the helm. Now, I have to admit, I have been looking forward to this slide for the entire presentation because it so perfectly encapsulates this point. She's holding a bowl of fruit. Now, I do know the women that have worked for this company, and they have nothing but great things to say. And yes, this is a different industry, but can yachting really say we're doing that much better right now? <laughs> Sorry, that should put me off. <laughs> so what's so interesting about all of these factors is that they're all actually relatively easy to address individually, but more effectively, together, each of us can be part of driving this change. It can be as simple as letting the next generation know that they can be the captain, they can be the engineer, and that they are equal to men. It's adjusting the images in our media and in our publications. It's becoming aware of our words and making it clear in public that we value competency over gender and being aware of the unconscious bias within ourselves and inside that of our organizations. Now, it is a great honor and with support from all corners of this industry that She of the Sea is proud to be launching the Yachting Industries Gender Diversity Initiative, the Pledge. We are committed to building practices and cultures that actively facilitate cultivate and celebrate gender diversity at all levels throughout our organisation and our industry. The signatories of this pledge are committing to four key points. They're committing to reporting annually on key diversity statistics, to increasing the diversity in their media, and to making it public that they will hire and place based on uh, competency rather than gender, and finally, to assigning a senior member to monitor these resolutions and to, to support the pledge. Now, we are already working with a number of prominent organisations and vessels who are committed to signing this pledge, and in doing so, they are becoming our industry's leaders within this global movement. Now, with a groundswell of support, we hope to soon be working with many more industry players, including those here in this room today. The time for industry-wide action is now. Together, we can all drive this change that our industry deserves. I see an industry where our daughters have the same opportunities as our sons. And I don't want to see any more female captains, only captains. Now, it is obviously the highlight of my career and a huge honour to be part of this change and I'd like to thank those of you here today who are already championing the platform and getting behind the vision of a high-performance, competency-focused industry, regardless of gender. Thank you, and I look forward to any questions. Jenny Matthews, Jenny Matthews, thank you very much for that. Let me start with a very personal question. As the father of two teenage daughters, why should they consider a career in yachting other than to get as far away as possible from their embarrassing old dad? <laughs> well, it's definitely a big driver. No, they're... <laughs> no. Much appreciated. 
I mean, what's not to love about our industry? It, it, bas it affords the opportunity that is completely unparalleled. You know, mm. I'm 30 and I can't even list the countries that I've been to, the people that I've interacted with, and the personal growth that I've experienced. It's, it's an incredible opportunity that I would hope that for those that want it could have access to it. Okay, so moving to the owner's suite, how do we engage more women to become yacht owners or charterers? That is a great question. And as a crew member, I am not sure that I might be the most qualified person to answer that. But I'd be really interested to hear any uh, comments from the crowd. Does anyone have any comments on that? All the yachts that we have built, without any exception, involved female owners. Wow. They're the partners of current male uh, contract, uh, sign, uh, the, the, the ones that sign the contracts, but we have been serving uh, uh, quite a number of female uh, clients, direct clients, and then their husbands are on board also. Thank you. Thank you very much. Jenny, any, any particular observations about that? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Are there any particular qualifications that girls should tend towards if they want to build a career in yachting? Uh, the exact same ones that the men who would also like to build a career in yachting. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, so there, there, there's the problem, isn't it? Because, because girls have a very low rate of STEM subjects, science, technology, well, engineering and maths, compared yeah. with boys. I feel like, and I might be biased because this is something that I've been very involved with, obviously, in my career and now in the last two years. And I feel like, uh, like for an example, uh, she of the Sea did a work with uh, the 1851 Trust, which is uh, the official charity of Team Enios. And they are, there is a huge amount of funding and these incredible programs that are now aiming to engage young women at very, you know, we were talking with nine and 10 year olds to let them know that science, technology, engineering, and maths is as for them as it is for the men. So I, I'm not sure if I can speak from before, but I believe that that is now changing. And uh, I hope to see many more young women thinking that this is just as a possibility. Okay, yeah. yeah. So uh, we have a question there which I'd like to add to. Who's the most important to influence owners, captains, or crew managers? Also bearing in mind that not everyone will have the benefit of a captain fortune that you had, how do we attract young women into the sector? Oh, great, this is actually a really great question because it's obviously a, a, quite a big subject. So there's obviously being able to reach out to the younger generation, but we have to make sure that our industry is ready to receive them and to encourage them. So it really is going to be a combined effort. It has to be you know, letting the young women know that they can come in, the door is open. Yeah. It's when they do walk through that door that they're being met with, awesome, I'll see what boats I've got for you. Great, great experience. You've been sailing since you're 12. I can think of a few great boats. It's then making sure that the environments that they come into on the vessels uh, understand that diversity actually makes us better. You know, mm. as an officer, mm. I always make sure that I have a complete toolbox in my deck crew. You know, I need a short guy, I need a, a, a tall guy, because I obviously can't reach very much, you know. And Is that how you select crew? Yes. I'm like, all right. <laughs> you can't just get a ladder. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, anything to say about race diversity? You, uh, of course, this, the, the word diversity is everything, and uh, we all know that our industry is not very diverse. It's quite obvious this is just as important in there, and I often have a personal battle, like, 
I feel qualified to talk about women because I am one and it's the journey that I've walked. Um, this is definitely part of the conversation and I hope that by starting this conversation with women, we can open the door to the many more benefits of diversity as a whole. That's a great positive note to end on. Jenny Matthews, She of the Sea, thank you very much. You are listening to Super Yacht Radio.